Welcome to this week's episode of The Liminal Lands, an episode I'm calling Stories in the Dark. I don't have any new patrons to shout out this week, so I'm just going to take a second and plug my Patreon. Go visit patreon.com slash theliminallands to see what all I have to offer. I will tell you that $3 a month gets you access to all of the bonus content, and there's quite a bit of it, so it might be worth it to you. Now, enjoy the show. Okay, it's in the water. All I have to do now is wait. I think you had better wait fast. Wait, that, that, that doesn't even make sense. And why? Well... Earlier when I left you momentarily to go take care of business, I was actually taking care of that business. I think I may have inadvertently woken the defenses. What is what, what is that? What are, you, what are you doing there? What? That thing you're doing with the music there. What, what are you doing? Oh, I was just thinking of your helpless. A little bit of music for ambiance and to provide a bit more immersion. Of course, I'd be the one doing it, so it would actually be diegetic and not non-diegetic. But if we just pretended we can't hear it, it would be like it's non-diegetic. Okay. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but I would appreciate it if you'd stop. That's wildly distracting, and we need to talk about what you just said. Did you just say that you may have woken the defenses? Well, I can't sneak nothing by you, Ace. That is indeed what I said. Okay, but like, what exactly does that mean? Can't you just put it back to sleep? Well, it doesn't work that way. If she really is awake and not just stirring, she's going to stay active until she feeds. Wait, she? Your defenses are a person? No. Okay, whatever. That doesn't matter right now. What matters right now is I need a time frame. The rest of the info is just chat. Do I need to get up and start running? Are we looking at seconds, minutes, hours, days? What? Oh, running would not be helpful. As it stands, if she continues to wake instead of going back to sleep, you still have many hours before she starts hunting. Plenty of time for you to catch some fish sticks, eat, and as long as I'm careful in the path I choose, make your way to your home dimension. I think maybe ten hours before she finds you if you just gave up and sat here waiting for death. That is contingent, of course, on if your story pleases me enough that I don't just lead you to her or her to you. Holy hell. Are you still on about that story shit? You just told me you activated some defense mechanism that is about to start hunting me, and I assume if it catches me, I'll die some unimaginably gruesome death. What is that? I, I don't I don't speak anything but English, and that isn't English. What did you just say? Uh, just an old Swedish proverb that loosely translates into, uh, yeah, you got that right, partner. So, yeah, time is of the essence because you accidentally woke some Lovecraftian horror, probably, and you still want me to tell you a dumbass story? For your sake, you better hope it isn't a dumbass story. And yes, if you want guidance, our bargain still stands. I will not lead you for free. <sighs> okay, fine. Fine. Said we got a little bit of time, so let me catch some fish and eat, and then I'll tell you the damn story.
Hello, hypothetical future listeners. I've come to a bit of another agreement with Yiggy. Sort of. He backs off a bit on me while I make my little recordings for you, and in return, I also have to record my story when I tell it and promise not to erase it at a later date. Yugi seems to get some sick enjoyment out of the idea of me recording my most shameful memory and leaving it for any and all future listeners to be able to enjoy my shame as well. It's the gift that keeps on giving, Yiggy. Right, right. Carry on. I think originally he wanted the story to be his and his alone. But I guess the idea of me debasing myself in perpetuity is too tempting for the sadistic asshole to pass up. What did you just call me? Ah, uh, 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 remember our deal? Fine. But if I were you, I would quit with the juvenile insults. My patience is not unlimited. Fair enough. Okay, HFLs. My little trash two-liter fish trap has worked, believe it or not. I have, I counted, nine little minnows. It's been somewhere in the two-hour range that it's been sitting there, so honestly, that's actually what I would consider wildly successful. This is definitely something I'll have to remember going forward. Very little effort, easy to set up, and I have every reason to believe it would be just as effective with, you know, rocks instead of an empty two-liter, or sticks, whatever. As long as you can create a barrier the fish can't get past and a funnel. At this point, with food being such a rare and valuable commodity, I have to look at things in a sort of calorie equation. Calorie expenditure versus calorie gain. Pretty much of everything I've tried so far, this has been one of the most heavily weighted on the positive side. I don't know how many calories are actually in one of these little minnow, but with nine, it's not negligible. Compared to my bird trap, it took a bunch less calories to construct. And with the bird one, I kind of had to run up real fast or risk it getting away. No risk of that here, just gather them up at convenience. I've went ahead and, ugh. well, I'll just say it, I smashed its head. Listen guys, survival isn't pretty, but doing it this way is better than the alternative which would just be eating it alive. I'm pretty sure that would be worse for both the fish and me. You are one of the most squeamish humans I've ever seen. For a group of meat eaters, this is pretty ridiculous behavior. Yiggy, I'm just saying. Well, stop saying. Okay, that's enough stomping. I have to eat. Bottoms up. Okay, y'all, I'm back. I'm just gonna assume you probably heard, oh, but my first attempt at eating didn't go well. I did try again, and after a couple of more attempts, seven, after a few more attempts, I was able to keep it down. That one, and four more. It actually got a little bit easier after the first, 
You know, I've had a lot of surreal experiences since I somehow came here to this weird, twisted place. But nothing has been more incongruous than my stomach growling with hunger while my mouth actively tries to dodge incoming food. During my attempts to eat, I caught yet another minnow. So I forced down five and then killed the last five to save for later. I don't know how long the trip out of here is going to take, so having some to eat while I'm walking seemed a pretty good idea. Yiggy refuses to tell me how long it will take, so better safe than sorry, I think. Stretching out my calories is probably the right play to try and keep my energy level from like peaking early and then flagging pretty quickly after that. I have no idea how long I've actually been here, you know, time being much more mutable than I previously thought, but it's been long enough I've lost pretty much all of my extra fat. Before coming here, I was what could charitably be described as husky. And while I'm not to the point you can count my ribs from 20 yards, that point isn't very far off. So, now you're all caught up. I've managed to eat. I have some leftovers for the journey, however long that will be. All that's left is to tell you the most shameful story in my existence and walk out. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be that easy. Okay, Yiggy, you ready for this? By all means, take your time. Your screams of pain would be just as good to me as your story if you take too long. Oh, well, that's comforting. And I guess whatever the hell this defense mechanism, whatever she is, didn't happen to go back to sleep like you said could possibly happen? Sorry, champ. You just don't seem to be a very lucky individual. Yeah, that tracks. Okay, fine. Here goes nothing. A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I was a junior in high school. I wasn't particularly popular, but not really unpopular. I had friends, of course, but like a lot of people, I mostly just kind of existed. And, like most good stories, there was a girl. Of course there was. What was her name? Bertha. Okay, carry on. What? No jokes? About what? Someone's name? I would never stoop so low. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And what do you mean by that? Nothing, Yiggy. Nothing whatsoever. Now, as I was saying, there was a girl. And I had it for her. Bad. I had had it for her since fourth grade. And unlike me, Bertha was one of the popular kids. So, I never got up the courage to actually ask her out. Until the one time I did. Near the end of junior year, one of the popular kids had a birthday party. Somehow, I got an invite. Probably one of those things where his parents made them invite me. I don't know. And I didn't really plan on going, but I somehow found out that Bertha was going to be there. So I changed my mind. I decided to go. And I sat and thought about it that entire week. I somehow convinced myself that it was 
an opportunity I couldn't pass up. I'd go to this party, find some way to get along with Bertha sometime late in the evening, tell her all my feelings for her, and ask her out. Of course, I'd made up my mind to do something like that probably a thousand different times over the years since fourth grade, but, but this time, I didn't let shyness stop me. I did it, just like I had decided. I went to the party, and I stayed late. As the evening came on, I found my opportunity. I managed to get along with Bertha and told her everything, just like I had imagined. Like I had rehearsed in my head a hundred times. And, predictably, she turned me down. Looking back, I mean, of course she did. And she let me down gently. Let me reiterate, she did nothing wrong. That just adds to my shame over all of this. But to say I was brokenhearted wouldn't even begin to cover it. I was crushed. I missed the entire next week of school. I couldn't stand the idea of facing everyone, thinking that everyone knew of my failed attempt. Here's the thing. Nobody knew. Bertha had never told anyone. But here's what made the rest of this story possible. Bertha also missed the entire next week. Someone, her aunt I found out later, had gotten sick and her family had taken off that night to go halfway across the country to take care of her. By the time we both came back, there was already a rumor. Obviously, people knew I had spent some time alone with Bertha at the party. And then we had both disappeared from school for a week. And in our absence, the rumor got started that we both had mono. And here is where I saw an opportunity. An opportunity to get back at her for breaking my heart. God, I was such a piece of shit. Like it was her fault somehow. So, I let the rumor grow. Of course, the best way to do that is to deny the rumor just badly. And that's what I did. I let the rumor grow into a certainty in the minds of my classmates. Then I turned it into a weapon. Once I was certain that everyone believed she had given me mono, I started spreading the idea that she would make out with anyone. All you had to do was ask. I started it in my little friend group, but in high school, anything juicy will just spread exponentially. After a little while, I had classmates I barely even knew coming up to ask me about it. Of course, I said, yeah. I said she would make out with anyone she just wouldn't put out. And one time, in what felt like a stroke of brilliance, but was really a stroke of hatefulness, I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I mean, you could almost say she has a black belt and blue balls. And that was too good for high schoolers to pass up. So now this girl that had done nothing but be kind to me had this stigma. Kids started doing karate bows to her in the hallways. They started answering her with, yes, master. Soon, black belt and blue balls morphed into just blue belt. I guess it was quicker to say. Some of the teachers caught some of this, but didn't understand. Someone told him it was just because she had started taking karate lessons. 
and I can still see her face. How she looked the first time a teacher called her master in class. Sometimes when I'm having a good day, when I'm feeling good about myself, her face at that moment comes back to me. And it should. I don't, I don't deserve to ever be able to forget that. It wasn't long after that she moved to another school. When even her friends were doing it to her, she put up with it. But when even a teacher does, she was gone within the week, moved to another school. And if that wasn't bad enough, on the last day of her being at school, when she went to clean out her locker, someone had hung a full-on karate gi in there, blue belt and all. It wasn't me, of course. By that time, I would have given anything to take it back. But it's a fact of life. Some things can't be undone. Some words can't be unsaid. And somehow, I hate myself more each day for what I did to her. And I think I should. That experience changed me, of course. And I think I became a better person for it. I just... I just wish that change hadn't been paid for by someone else. And there. There you have it. The most shameful thing I've ever done. A story I've never told anyone. And I think you can see why. Wow. You know, I've caused the death of many a human, and one minor god, but you are orders of magnitude worse than me. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm going away, but I won't come back on a lonesome railroad line. But I can't forget that sweet little girl who sleeps in the pines and the pines. As always, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please consider leaving a like or a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you have already, thank you. It means the world to me. It really does help to grow the show. You can reach me on Twitter at twitter.com slash theliminallands. Uh, you can email me at theliminallands at gmail.com. You can join the Liminal Lands Discord. It's a pretty cool place. You can also visit my Patreon at patreon.com slash liminallands. Just recently was the year anniversary of the Liminal Lands, so that's pretty cool. But also coming up soon is the year anniversary of a little show called Desert Skies. And I just want to wish the creator of that Happy birthday for the show. And if you haven't listened to Desert Skies yet, check it out. You're missing something pretty special there. Oh yeah, and one last thing. Big thank you to Pele for, well, translating me and trying like heck to get me to pronounce that Swedish right. Any mistakes are definitely on my part and not theirs. Thanks, Pele. Until next time, beware of doorways. Hey guys, this episode of The Liminal Lands is sponsored by Happy Hippo Herbals. And that's pretty exciting to me because I can honestly say without their products, the Liminal Lands wouldn't exist as a show. Right now, if you use my discount code, you can get 15% off your order. There's going to be a link you can click on in the show notes. And along with that link, there's also another link you can check out that's specifically about Happy Hippo Herbals themselves and why you should choose them over some of their competitors. It's pretty eye-opening stuff, guys, and you definitely need to check it out. Now, 
enjoy the show. <laughs> 